everybody. It's your buddy, it's your pal, Spaz Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, and you don't see my pretty sexy face, whether I'm alone or not, but this time I'm not alone. It's Guapo! Say hi, Guapo! All of Mr. Miguel, Senior Guapo is back again. That's right, and this time we actually are talking about AEW, but not just AEW. We're talking about AEW Double or Nothing. Hey, a couple of weeks I'm going to be bringing you back to talk about Impact, so... Yeah, at some point we're going to actually talk about Impact, but we're going to do Impact because Slammiversary looks pretty sick, and we'll have to do. Well, I'm going to have to have you on for uh, Magic Open Door gimmick thing there because I don't know any of the New Japan people. Right. Um. So yeah, we are here to talk about Double or Nothing. It's a pretty fucking stacked card. So uh, predict that this is going to be a long pod, even though we're going to try to make it not. But as short uh, as possible. But, you know, we'll try to make it as short as possible, but we know how that goes. Yeah, we, we definitely do know how that goes. Maximum effort and all that kind of thing. Uh, exactly. One thing I, I – and I warned you of this before we started recording. One thing I want to get your opinion on because we haven't really gotten a chance to talk that much since the last time we recorded, really. Uh, with AEW, obviously AEW is killing it. There's like 11-plus matches for us to talk about tonight, and there's still people that aren't on the card like Darby Allen and Andrade and stuff like that. Uh, question for you, though. Yes. Because we previewed – uh, the first, like, under under Tony Khan, uh, the first new ROH pay-per-view, not that long ago. Yes. And it was a lot of fun. And then we saw the champions, you know, slowly become who Tony Khan wanted them to be. Samoa Joe, FTR, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, I think they signed Jonathan Gresham and all that kind of thing. Uh, what's his name? Wheeler Yuta has the pure title, etc. What the fuck are they doing with these titles? <laughs> uh... I think that I think they're starting to work out the details on getting a either a TV or figuring out what they want to do with ROH fully. Uh, as far as like what's going on with the main titles, I mean, uh, we've been seeing Joe every week uh, because he's in the uh, Owen Hart tournament. Cup. Yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, we see Joe, we see. Uh, Yuta, but we haven't seen any of the other people lately. But this is the thing, though. Like, even, uh, like, they... We haven't seen... We saw Gresham on Battle of the Belts, and he was facing right. uh, Dalton Castle, which was weird. Uh, <laughs> and magically, well, a random you, Dalton you Castle like appeared. Boys? No, I, I, I've seen Dalton Castle live. Dalton Castle's awesome, but as far as, like, the AEW context, it's like, oh, we've got a show, and a magic Dal- Dalton Castle arrived. <laughs> so there was that. Yes. But other than that, we haven't seen Jonathan Gresham at all we like i said we got the belts on ftr and we see them on ftr because ftr are doing aew stuff you know we see wheeler yuda because he's doing blackpool combat club stuff um we we got the we got the women's championship uh all figured out onto mercedes martinez and that was the main event of dynamite which was awesome but since then she's been defending it on youtube (laughs) And I mean, like you say, yeah. like you say, Joe's been featured, but he hasn't been featured in the title context. He's been featured in the Owen Hart tournament, which is which is fine because that's what they're doing right now. But it feels like they sort of like slapped all the belts where they needed to be and then put the show on pause. And it's just especially like I would rather they be on pause than to hear about Mercedes Martinez defending them on YouTube because that's. Yeah. It's it's like you've been relegated to the kickoff of a pay-per-view, but, like, every week. And that's I, not great. <laughs> I can definitely understand and agree with you with that. Uh, Especially with the main champion, we haven't seen much at all. 
like all the other champions we've at least seen. But right. uh, what's his name? Jonathan Gresham, unless you watch Battle of the Belts. And Battle of the Belts are pretty throwaway. Let's be real. <laughs> yes. Um, you are not wrong. But where else have you seen Jonathan Gresham? Like, he's the main champion, and he's the one you haven't seen at all. So I just I, I just want to put that out there. It's a bit weird. Like, we're all happy to be doing this ROH stuff. We talked before we came online about the CM Punk ROH entrance at, uh, what was it, Revolution. Yeah. Like, they're very cool. They're very happy to have the property and the the ip to play with but it's like they got it and now they've put it on the shelf until they figure out what to do with it which is it's going to be hard to get people revved up for it a second time if that makes sense yeah now i, w- I the only thing with with like the joe having a title right now that i am not liking at all is the whole uh jay lethal and goon one and and uh, big giant goon. <laughs> you mean giant Kali too? Yes, essentially the one that we had. I had no idea who he was, and he debuted, no. and he got booed out of the, of the uh, UNO Lake Front Arena, which I was at for yeah. Dynamite Live. Well, this is the thing. Like that, that was one of those things, and I don't think this is particularly an ROH thing, but this was an, an AEW thing early doors where somebody brand new showed up, and like a, a handful of people knew who he was, and yeah. the whole debut just kind of fell flat. So this one felt weird because they hadn't done that in a while. Correct. Um, I'm all for, like I say, Sanjay Dutt. I don't know if he still wrestles or whether he's just sort of being like a hype guy. I don't think Jay Lethal needs a hype guy. I'm, no. I'm very up for a longstanding feud between Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal. I know a lot of people have issues with Jay Lethal. That's besides the point. Um but I don't think you need all this extraneous, oh, I've got Sanjay Dutt, who's my buddy, so we're kind of going to treat him like a manager, and I'm really, really shite Shawn Michaels with a really, really shite Diesel. Like, we don't need that, but, like, give me Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe all fucking day. I'm I'm down for that. Because I, really? I know there's an ROH connection there, but for me, that's that's like Samoa Joe when I first saw him, which was obviously TNA, uh, and Black Machismo, which I think would be really awesome if he ever turns face again, do the Black Machismo thing for a bit. I think we'll get closer to having uh, the uh, Jay Lethal Ric Flair, if anything. Well, no, you can't do that because actual Ric Flair is coming back for one more match. <sighs> Old man needs to stay down. People are just like, I, I think somebody said he's facing Ricky Steamboat, and I'm like, all right, whatever, it's at some indie thing, whatever. But I'm like, make it Hogan, just, just if we're gonna turn into the shitstorm, just like let's let's turn right into the shitstorm. Just go straight into it. Yeah, it's, it's, you avoid the storm by turning into the storm. Um, but yeah, no. Um, storm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But no, like, where you're going with that is sort of a, the opposite of what I'm saying, because Samoa Joe's been featured in the Owen Hart tournament, but that hasn't helped the ROH title, because it's sort of been a secondary thought, and now with the Jay Lethal thing, like you're saying, unless they're going to make that for the title, now it's the third thought. Right. But just, in general, there's this whole, like, oh, we picked up all the ROH titles, and every now and then somebody shows up with one of them on AEW. Isn't that great? And then you can read the read the runner at the bottom of the screen and hear about how these champions are defending themselves, or defending their champions 
or championships rather on YouTube. And I'm sorry, I'm going to stick to what I said originally. I'm not going to watch Dark. I'm not going to watch Dark Elevation because a wrestling company shouldn't give you homework. Yes. And I'm sorry, you talk about too much WWE programming. They have four shows in a row every week. And that's a lot. <laughs> I'm just putting that I out there. I can agree with you. Okay. So that's a thing. They need to address that at some point. Um, the, what, what hit it home for me, I didn't do a review for Dynamite this week. Because I thought Dynamite this week was a bit shit. Uh, it was kind of a crappy grow home. Um, uh, I, I, you cannot argue it. But here's the thing, though. Like when I say it's a bit shit, like even if it's even if it doesn't function as a go home, you can still have like a generic good show. To me, it didn't function as a show on its own or as a go home. And I was like, uh, I'm not going to talk about anything in this review that you and I aren't going to talk about in this preview now. So it's like, there's no point. Halfway through the show, I'm like, ah, well, tune in for the tune in for the preview on Friday if you want to know what I had to say. Because I think I said to you at some point, like, if anything good happens, we'll talk about it uh, on the preview. And I'm like, eh, it's all leading into the pay-per-view, so it doesn't really matter. But I should say... Um, with Rampage being live this week, I don't, I wasn't able to read up and see spoilers and whatnot. So there's two things that we're actually going to have to address that are going to be a little bit of guesswork. Obviously, if you guys are listening to this pod on Friday morning, you know that Rampage hasn't happened yet. But I'm assuming, I'm assuming we're going to have one more match added to the card. And I'm assuming it's going to be Paige, Sky, and Paige Van Zandt versus Sammy, Tay, and Kazarian. Yes. I got a question for you. Okay, I might have an answer. All right. First of all, American Top Team are great at being assholes. I'm yes. intrigued by Paige Van Zandt because she's hot as fuck and I've never seen her wrestle. Uh, I'm always I'm always pushing for to get any sort of spotlight on Kaz whatsoever because I don't think they feature him like at all. Um, but uh, here, here's the most important question out of this whole thing, Guapo. Yes. Why do people hate my friends Sammy and Tay just for being out there and living their best lives? Uh, because they're, they're mad. <laughs> they big mad? <laughs> they, they big need, mad? They need, to uh, go out, no. <laughs> they need to go out and touch grass. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think the simple answer really is just, uh, how do I put this? Because they are extremely good looking and together, people don't like it, I guess. I don't know. Is that why people That's... hate me? Sure, why not? <laughs> but it's like, but here, think about it though. Like, the biggest, like, the most over person in the inner circle when it was still together was Sammy Guevara. Yeah. And if you consider that yeah. that group is headed up by Chris Jericho, baby, the wizard that we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, like, Sammy was the most over guy in that group, and Tay Conte, like, on her own. I mean, partially it was because, oh, good for you, you left WWE, and we're going to cheer for you by default. But that turned into, oh, yeah, she's also a really fucking good wrestler. So here's these two people we want really good things for. So they get together, and they're having a really good life, and they're doing really good things, and we don't like them. They are the Corey Graves and Carmella of uh, of AEW, as far as you, shitty crowd response. You know what ter- what's terrible? What's that? Because uh, I don't know if you watch it, but like I watch Sammy's vlog. Uh, I don't know. You you usually tell me if there's something I have to see. Yes, and I normally send it to you. Tell you here, timestamp this funniest shit. Yeah. Uh. So because I watch that, I I am I am not the average 
wrestling fan. I mean, fuck, I talk about wrestling on a podcast with you on a monthly, monthly, sometimes weekly basis. <laughs> Depending on your work schedule. Depending on what I can, what I work and uh, what the fuck's going on in the world of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Basically anything but WWE. <laughs> the good parts of wrestling. Yeah, um, they, de- they deserve it. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, my my schedule allows me to be able to be able to watch like Sammy's vlog, BTE at my leisure because it is on YouTube, yeah. re- readily available weekly. Yeah. Uh, however, the only reason why I started watching it was I like Sammy. Yeah, uh, I thought he was a tremendous wrestler. Uh, uh, Dude, dude's got charisma for days. Exactly. And then joining uh, Inner Circle, I really started liking him more and more because I mean, fuck, he's hanging out with my, one of one of, if not one of my uh, like top top three favorite wrestlers ever of Chris Jericho, and he you, you could tell. Oh, off the bat, like, okay, this kid's gonna fucking do some shit. Yeah. Uh, like, people shit on his title reign as a TNT champion. Look, I... Yeah, I but there, there, was, there was some Cody in there. <laughs> there was some Cody in there. There was some but, Cody in there. Oh, where's Cody now, by the way? I don't know. He, I think he's uh, dead in a ditch. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> he's going all the way to hell in a cell next weekend. <laughs> no one cares. Um... <laughs> Oh, come on, I had to get it in there at least once. Yeah. That's what she said. Anyway. Sure. There we go. I mean, hey, you keep poking around, you're going to find it. Anyway, uh, so organically, I I organically grew grew to like Sammy, which in turn made me want to watch his vlog. And Tay just so happened to be there. I, I knew she was in NXT. I never really watched her in NXT too much. Because I don't think she really had too much televised shit in NXT. No, absolutely. Uh, like in in uh, in the whole, you know, it drove me nuts in the beginning. Oh my god, WWE never uses them. Da, 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 what and whatever. And people make that argument for people like Adam Cole, and I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like right. the dude was treated like a star from day one. With somebody like Tenera Conti or now Tay Conti, um, 100% correct. Like you saw her once every couple of weeks. And right. it was usually to do the job for somebody else. So Tay Conte is one of those situations where it was definitely true. So organically, I grew to like her before her and Sammy even started dating. Yeah. And whenever I first saw her, I'm like, okay, cool. She's a a really good wrestler, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, jiu-jitsu person. Okay, cool. Watch her matches. Okay, she has a little. She has a few rough spots, but hey, I mean, all these women are newer. Yeah. So you give you give a little slack because hey, they're not green but they're also not what you call it, like they're not putting on five-star matches but shit, they're definitely three to four stars almost every single time. But also the other thing too is like AEW being a new company, you've got wrestlers that are new but you've also got a company that's deciding like how their division is going to be as well. Like if you you can go to WWE and you can have a great WWE match, but it's still going to be a WWE match. AEW had to decide right. what it, what an AEW women's division match was. Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately for that, you maybe need to put more than one match on the whole show, but you know. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, but no, but she like like just but she does the whole uh, you know, was Jim Ross say always like, you know, you might get out you might get out there for 30 minutes, you might get out there for 5 minutes, but like maximize your minutes and I think she does that. Yeah. 
I think uh, she does that more than some of the people that are higher up just, the card. Just for example, uh, last year, last yeah, I mean last year, whenever I I drove to Jacksonville to go see AEW live at uh, uh, Daly's place, the women's match that night was Britt versus Tay for the women's title. Yep. And I I, I can tell you with full full confidence and full uh, knowing and being in that crowd, that crowd was one hundred percent behind Tay. Oh, if yeah. they would have put that title on her that night, she would be she would have been over. She would have been perfect. I mean she was over walking out losing. Yep. Um, so organically, I like both. Yep. So they're put together. Em, put them together. They're it doing, should be awesome. You put you put them together. Tay's working heel. She's working an amazing heel right now. Yeah. It people are booing them. That's what they're supposed to fucking do because they're heels. Yeah, but it's the, the like I'm, I'm, but I'm, not, I'm not talking about them getting booed. I'm talking about like the fans like turning on them. I'm and okay I, with it, and I'm I, just like uh, I don't know, like I, it, not not like the heat of being healed because that's awesome, but it's just like oh fuck it, and, like all of a sudden like oh these guys are enjoying themselves too much. You better get them off, you know, freaking. And I say my comparison, and I'm not saying they're even on the same level or anything like that because one of them's a commentator, but like. Carmella, it like at best you could call her a mid card on uh, mid card female yeah. wrestler on SmackDown. Corey Graves is a commentator. Yeah, on the side they got themselves a little YouTube show, and there's a little bit of like wink wink nudge nudge. Like if he's commentating on one of her matches, but like they have a happy life, and yeah, because they're celebrities, like their wedding and shit got publicized, and it's just like what like. With all the bad shit you hear, like, from people breaking up or, you know, the news is fucking terrible, and then you get, like, the speaking out allegations that come out through various people, why would you be mad at people being happy? Right. And it's just, it's so bizarre, especially because they're going up against American Top Team, who I don't care who you are. Like, if you're going up against American Top Team, they're the heels. Yeah. And especially with Kaz, who's pretty, like, I don't think he's loved, like, nobody's, nobody's pushing for, like, a Kaz title run, except maybe me, but, like, he's respected, and he's gonna get a reaction when he comes out there, if he is, if this is the match that we're getting, and he's on the same team as they are, so it's just, it makes for a very weird dynamic, where, you know, you've got American Top Team, who are out there, basically, like, making fun of Sammy, you know, making fun of him for not being champion anymore, like, calling his girlfriend a slut and whatever, but yet we're going to boo the ones that are getting the mistreatment. It's very strange. As I say, three-person intergender tag match, I wouldn't be... If this does get announced, I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes the second kickoff match. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, what's his name? Sky is getting presented with a new TNT championship belt on Friday as well. So that's, you know, this is the title that keeps getting remade, which is absolutely fine, which is why I laugh so hard when people try to get all like Eddie Kingston about it. It's like, oh, you're making sex jokes about the belt. You know, that was like uh, Brody Lee's belt. I'm like, no, it in fact was not. Brody Lee's belt was given to his kid and it's been remade like three times since then. Again, you know, maybe tighten your helmet, go out, touch some grass. The oxygen isn't scary, I promise. <laughs> um, it's got to be Sammy, Tay, and Kaz that win this, if this is the match we're getting. I agree. 
Uh, it is, although it is kind of a bummer that they're going to present a new TNT championship on Dynamite. Or I should say, like, later tonight, because this is going out tomorrow morning. Um, it, we're going to get a brand new TNT championship, and there's no TNT championship match on the card. It's That's a little off-putting. Like, yeah, it's it's still a relatively new title, so to throw it in the midst of a weird tag match isn't isn't the greatest. So it's a very strange tag team match. But if it is on the kickoff, it's not the most strange match on the kickoff because you, you know got Tony isn't? Tony Nese is also manager. not the most e- it's not the most very evil, but very nice. Uh, Tony Nese and his manager taking on Hookhausen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just just go. Just go. Whatever you're going <laughs> to... Just go. This match will bring all the monies to Danhausen, yes. <laughs> or be cursed! Okay, that's it. That's all I got right now. Uh, I don't have enough energy. Oh, my God. This... <sighs> I... I... My friend group is so fucking torn for this. Half of us just love it. Half of us hate everything about this and say that they're burying Hook and destroying Hook is Hook's gimmick and everything with this. And I'm just like, you know what? If it's a one-off offshoot, I don't care. Uh, if it's if this is something that keeps going, I also don't care because I love Danhausen. So <laughs> <laughs> love that Danhausen. Love that Danhausen. Nice. Send him all the monies. The uh, they did a when uh, what culture was around uh, WrestleMania weekend. Um, they did a bunch of interviews, obviously, because they were at the comp, the WrestleCon yeah. thing and they were at the the Wale Mania. So they got a bunch of interviews. I think my favorite interview. If you're gonna send somebody to interview Danhausen, obviously it's gonna be Simon Miller. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's great. He ends up hiring him. He ends up hiring Simon Miller for Danhausen Industries. And his first job is to give him a dollar. <laughs> it's it's good. And then he says, like, okay, you know, I'll be here doing interviews, but I'm tired, so I'm going to sleep under the table, and people can just throw money at me. And then they talk about Britt Baker finding him some teeth, and it's all wonderful. It's going to be stupid. I like, I hate to say it, because it was kind of true in WWE as well. This is the only way Tony Nese is getting on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, I... I, I... Yeah, I mean it's hard to you really can't argue that. Um, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, and but here's the thing though, like saying that, I would make an argument for this to be on the card for how over Hook is and how over Danhausen is, and Danhausen's like technically his debut. Um, it's perfectly understandable and also perfectly weird that this is on the kickoff. Obviously, we know that Hookhausen is going to win. Like, yes, this is yes. going to be, a, this is going to be a segment more than it's going to be a match. But, I, there's going to be, there's a going spectacle. to be, there, there's going to be chips and curses. I just really hope Dan Housen debuts the teeth and puts them in Smart Mark's mouth. I don't know. I, I have a feeling because there's a thing going around online. I haven't seen the picture, but I've heard people talking about it. Uh, at some other like convention thing, uh, Hornswoggle figured out how to break the Danhausen curse, and it's to hold up a mirror, <laughs> so so that when he does the curse, he ends up cursing himself. So there's a little bit of me 
you know how like Danhausen first came out because they pulled him out from underneath the ring and during the Adam Cole match and he was just there. Yeah. I I I have a sneaky suspicion that at some point in this match you're gonna see Dylan Postel come out from under the ring with a mirror and Danhausen is gonna curse himself. Swoggle. Yep. Big swag. Or should I say little swag? Um. <laughs> gonna mention this. I I mean we. Hookhausen's winning. Like, yeah, there's not much. Like, winning. we can, we can, uh, we can berate. Like, Tony Nice is a really talented guy. He should be higher up on the card doing something. Like, at least, at least being like a jobber in a random TNT championship match at some point. Smart Mark Sterling is Smart Mark Sterling. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have anything. Like, he is AEW's version of Caleb with a K, and Caleb with a K doesn't even exist anymore, so that's also a thing that is true. I'm going to mention this now. I would love to mention it higher on the card, but we don't know half of the match, so I'm going to mention it now. Um, Finals of the Women's Owen Hart Tournament, uh, Britt Baker versus either Chris Statlander or Ruby Soho, they're going to... uh, they're going to fight tonight, as I should say, on Rampage. I'm okay with either of them, realistically. It's going to be Britt versus uh, Ruby. I mean, I'm thinking I'm thinking that way, but I'm also... There's got to be something for Statlander. Like, because they have Statlander there, and she's just this cool thing. Like, just the alien, and now she's slowly going through this turn or whatever it is or character change that she's going through now where everything's a bit darker and she's not hanging out with uh chaos and the and the best friends and all that anymore so eventually with statlander they have to treat her as something other than just this cool thing that's there i'm all i'm all for ruby soho taking on Britt baker like ruby soho another one never got her due in wwe i'm gonna i'll drive that home completely but they can't constantly have Statlander be like the other one there right. while they're pushing somebody else. Cause Statlander is one of those people that didn't really come off of a, you know, a big WWE release. A lot of people to a lot of people, Chris Statlander is like an AEW original right. and they need to, while they've got all these stars kicking around that have, that have come in since then, they gotta, they gotta readdress that at some point. Ruby, Ruby Soho, I wouldn't mind her winning the whole thing. Don't get me wrong, but I think she's going to be in the TBS title picture shortly, more than Statlander is. So I think this is something. But I think either way, I think Baker's winning the whole thing, and I'm going to get into more of why when we talk about the men's side. But, I mean, we're spoiled for choice here, really. Baker beat Tony Storm in a really good match on Dynamite this week. Um yeah. But the the final four, like Baker, Storm, Statlander, and Soho, if it wasn't the very first tournament, like where we have to establish like what the tournament actually means and whatever, I would say sort of fuck it, throw it, throw everything out the window and have the final be a fatal four way match because these are probably my fa- favorite four women in in AEW. Like you want to talk about like the four pillars? Like if the women's division has four pillars, for me it's these four. Yeah. Obviously, they're not going to do that because the Owen Hart tournament is a tournament. They're going to treat it like a tournament. They want to have a, fi- a final final on the on Rampage to get people to actually watch Rampage because Rampage is kind of struggling right now. Um, but I do think whoever 
whoever wins on Rampage is going to go down to Baker. And because AEW is really good at this, whoever it is, is going to look awesome before they lose. I actually think whoever wins this will beat Britt. I wouldn't hate it. I'm not going to lie. But I just I just have a feeling. Apparently there's actual belts for the Owen Hart tournament. That's kind of cool. There's there was a there was a leak and if I can find it I'll make it part of the thumbnail for this or whatever. There's a leak of the Owen Hart tournament shirt and sort of the center the center of the shirt does sort of look like a title belt plate. And uh, somebody did a side-by-side of that and one of the old Stampede Wrestling belts, and they do look quite similar. So if they've done, like, a modern a modern equivalent of an old mock-up of a Stampede Wrestling thing for the Owen Hart tournament, I yeah. that's really cool. That would be pretty cool. Because there's – I'm sorry, but there's way too many trophies in wrestling. And with what they did with the Andre trophy a couple weeks ago? I mean, as long as it's not – the like the giant green uh Saudi Arabia uh, greatest greatest uh, Royal Rumble uh, title that has yet to be defended. Well, that's the thing though. There was a there was a trophy and a belt there, and neither one of them have ever been seen again. But um, probably because yeah. they're in Braun Strowman's house somewhere. Yeah. Well, he's over there controlling his his narrative, so <laughs> we don't need to go there. But no, uh, even the even the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy got used to pilmanize Madcap Moss's neck on SmackDown, so that's what they're doing with that now. Can we quickly talk about how terrible the Andre Trophy had, where it started to what it looks like now? The what the trophy itself? Yes. Yeah. Well, it does look big. I'm pretty sure it's light as hell. It looks like it's all plastic, but it's meant to be like huge and heavy and whatever. And they when they pilmanized uh, Madcap Moss's neck, like put his head in the in the chair and then drop the the statue on it or whatever, they're two goofball like Z list characters that nobody's gonna care about. But the spot itself actually looked half decent. What the fuck is a Madcap Moss? Uh, I remember Riddick Moss from NXT back when NXT was good. Yes. Uh, they brought him up when Corbin became Happy Corbin to be his sidekick and joke teller. That's that sounds horrible. Yep, it is. But the spot, <sighs> but the spot still looked cool. <laughs> okay, well as long as the spot looked good. Edge Edge has his goth faction. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> I I have heard about the new Ministry of Darkness. The, yes. The, the, the Judgment Day. <laughs> Judgment Day. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Rhea Ripley trying to cut spooky promos with an Australian accent. I'm into it. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to be into Rhea Ripley. Let's not make any mistake about that. But. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm picking Baker, you're picking whoever she's facing once we figure that out. Yes. Okay, so all the guesswork is out of the way now. We we don't know whether we're getting that three-person mixed tag thing, and we don't know who's facing Baker for sure. Either way, though, I, before we get off this, either option, great option. Yes. Statlander or so. Agreed. Um, I think everybody, of the four, like I say, Tony Storm, Chris Statlander, Ruby Soho, Whoever wins, the other three need to be the next three in line for Jade Cargill because that belt needs to be saved, and we're going to talk about that shortly. Um, Anarchy in the arena. The the Jazz Society 
versus Blackpool Combat Club and uh, the Street Fighters. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. And this is where I'm I... sorry. Gang, gangs of New York. Well, Eddie Kingston is a comic bobblehead now, so I can't take him seriously anymore. But here's the thing. There's a and how many times have I said this in the past? Guapo, vouch for me on this one. There's a lot yes. of things going into this match that I like. I don't yes. want any of them to be together. Like Jericho doing his like his whole group is gonna like be taking a big shot at like what sports entertainment is and Roddy Roddy Rob because we can't get Vince McMahon's dick out of our mouths. It's cool. It's fine. It works. He's a wizard. Um. But on the other side of the coin, you've got something cool that they've just created in the Blackpool Combat Club. And while it makes sense that they came together, I kind of don't want to see Blackpool Combat Club anywhere near this. Yeah. (laughs) Because I want to see them doing... Like, there's another trios match we're going to talk about later on, and I know they don't have um, Wheeler Yuta because Wheeler Yuta's doing the Best of the Super Juniors. Is that what he's doing? Yes. I know they don't have him right now, but there's like... With all the talk about the trios titles that are coming soon and stuff like that, I would love to see them take on basically anybody else other than this because they're such a new... Like, as awesome as they are, Danielson and Mox and Yuta and William Regal, awesome to see William Regal, um, they shouldn't be doing shit this goofy this early. Now, that being said, this match is going to be fucking phenomenal. There's going to be something ridiculous in this match. There's going to be... Like, Jericho's stupidness on one side, and there's going to be glorious violence on the other side. And it's going to be great on the night. What I'm saying right now is every thought I'm having before it happens. And I just... I don't know. It doesn't jive somehow. Like, to make the wrestling math work... The only reason the wrestling math works on this is because Wheeler is going to be away. Because yeah. if Wheeler Yuta wasn't in Best of the Super Juniors, you would have had a six-on-five advantage for the babyfaces. And that's not a babyface story. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, uh, I mean, just... He's a fucking wizard, man. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, he, he, he burns people on dynamite, but then they let him hang around for his second job as a commentator on Rampage. I don't get it, but then again, I don't know. I do like the fact that they te- they teased is... it. They teased it being uh, Stadium Stampede three, and Moxie's like, "No, we're not doing that shit." Yeah. Um, I hate to say it, but this is the match I'm least looking forward to this yeah. entire card. Which is uh, a bummer because how like separately, individually, how many things that we are probably enjoying are in this match. Like oh, Jer- yeah, the, Jericho I mean... Pre- the Jericho Appreciation Society on its own is an awesome thing. Blackpool Combat Club on its own is an awesome thing. Santana and Ortiz are awesome. Sorry about their third member, but it's fine. Uh, right. I do. Do you remember how high I was on Eddie Kingston like not too long ago? Yes. When we were like before the Blackpool Combat Club was a thing, I was pulling for Moxley and Kingston to be tag team champions. I was pulling for them to come in and kill the Young Bucks. Yes. But he's gone from like super intense, you know, serious guy to like over animated bobblehead. I'm a tough guy. I mean it. Mm. 
and he's going to put a hit out on him, except he's not going to put a hit out on him because they're not going to die because that's not what wrestling does. Like, he was walking the tightrope for a long time, and he's fallen off, and once you fall off into Goofy... Like, I always said when uh, when Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend, but, like, Bray Wyatt, like, cult leader Bray Wyatt would come out and talk all of his, all of his, like, creepy, spooky, culty stuff. It was always captivating, because the guy had charisma and all that kind of thing. But all you need to ruin that is for John Cena to come out and be like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Right. And, like, his aura would be shattered. Well, Eddie Kingston's done that all on his own, <laughs> in my opinion. Which is super unfortunate, because right before that, he was one of my favorite things on Dynamite. Um, Blackpool Combat Club and Friends have to win this my opinion yeah I, I completely agree they have to win and jericho's team by the virtue of what they are has nothing to lose by losing at all and then jericho could just disappear because he's a wizard um, he's a wizard freaking uh 2.0 are awesome cool hand Ange and uh whatever and, like, the most wrestler's wrestler on their team is the one that's now coming out in, like, funky hats and saying, that's what sports entertainers do. Uh, there's a totally separate conversation about AEW needing to take Vince's dick out of their mouths, but that's not a conversation that I have the energy for tonight. It'll be fun. Whatever they... Me, whatever they, me, 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 nor you, my, my brother. Yeah. No energy. But here's the thing, like, as much Max as I'm Mepper. saying... As much as I'm saying what I don't like about this match, and this, I know we've had that this conversation a lot, but as much as I'm saying why I don't like this and why I don't think it makes sense, on the night it's going to be fun. Like, oh yeah, that's absolutely. that's that's the annoying part. It's like everything that I'm gonna say about this, all the silliness, all the like, how seriously do they like not so much Wheeler Yuta because Wheeler Yuta is still like the new guy type thing, but the team of Danielson and Moxley. When they come down, especially like with William Regal sort of holding the reins, they are presented as like this terrifying prospect. Well, they're not a terrifying prospect if Jericho's laughing at them, and they're extra not a terrifying prospect if Jericho actually does do a proper like fireball to the face, and we make sure that it's not Hogan Warrior at Halloween Havoc. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Hogan's gonna take on Flair. It's gonna be fine. Okay. But, but but will it be fine? Oh no! Well, the last time they fought, oh no, it wasn't them. It was Hogan and Sting, and Ric Flair was just on the outside in TNA. Hogan's back was so fucked they had to book an entire match where he didn't take a bump. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And how long ago was that? Long okay. enough. So let's not talk about depressing shit because Impact is actually pretty good now. Um, let's talk about something. For the AEW purists, for lack of a better term, what's uh, just something that they've got on their shopping list that they need to sort of tick the box of? Um, it's a tag team match. It is a tag team match. Would it, would it be a certain house? No. Okay, we're, not okay, we're, not talking so... about, we're not talking about that yet. Bucks and Hardys. So, oh, 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 you mean the Hardys, Matt and Jeff, versus the Young Cucks, I mean Bucks. No, I mean the Hardys versus the Hardy Cosplayers. I love that that has been the thing in their promos, because it's true. Um, yeah. 
I'm worried about this match. I want to see it. Are you? Like, I am significantly less bothered by the Bucks than I used to be, mostly because they have a far worse example over in WWE in the form of Sasha Banks. Side note, if you're listening to this podcast on the week that it actually goes out, go back one pod, hear my long-form solo commentary on the whole Sasha Banks-Naomi situation. What you hear may surprise you. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's just the exact same as we normally do on this channel. No, I actually tried to make some concrete points, and I actually actually gave some credit to some other people that you wouldn't have assumed. Um, But Bucks and Hardys. What? What did you say? Deluxe man? Fuck Deluxe man. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg looking cuck. Um, Bucks and Hardys, though. I want to see this match because of course I do. Because this was the last match that they did before their last WWE return at WrestleMania at WrestleMania Roller Coaster. Uh, in ROH. Yes. So I'm surprised they didn't save it for an ROH pay-per-view. Um, this is... I like the Hardys, but I'm also realistic. This is going to show us how old the Hardys are. Yeah. I mean, the Hardys aren't... I don't know. I mean, this is what? Five years? Six years later? Something like that? Since the last time they had a match against each other? You know what I'm... But you know what I'm going to compare it to, and this is going to be really bad, right? During or before one of the first WWE Saudi Arabia shows, when they when we when we knew that they were just for money and it was just a marquee thing and it was a gigantic house show, and they announced Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, and me and Kristen did this video. I don't think you were around for it, but I basically I made the case for like okay, let's talk about the politics that go into the Saudi Arabia shows. Let's get that out of the way. But then we talked about like should Shawn Michaels and Undertaker be having a match, and we talked about all the reasons why Shawn Michaels and Undertaker shouldn't be having a match. And I said, okay, you know, he's old, you don't want to see him struggle, you don't want to see this, you don't want to see that, but then the gong is going to go off, and I'm not going to care anymore. <laughs> like, that's what it is. And then that we watched that match, and I got real sad. <laughs> I think a lot of us got real sad. I think, I, think, I think when it got to, like, DX versus the Brothers of Destruction, everybody got real sad. Kane's mask fell off, and Undertaker didn't have the energy to get his hair out of his face. Shawn Michaels is bald. Shawn Michaels was bald. Triple H pulled his shoulder out of his shoulder. Uh, um, shoulder out of his shoulder, yes. Well, well, kicked the leg out of the leg, you know, the whole Owen Hart thing. Anyway. Swept, swept the leg? Oh, my goodness. But it was just... Like, I, I went on my big thing about, like, you know, I'm not going to be the one that's going to tell people when to retire, and I'm not going to tell people, because as soon as I hear the music, and as soon as I see him do the, the throat slash, like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, nostalgia is a, is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And then, and then, and then we got really sad. I don't want to watch this match and be really sad. <laughs> well, Spaz, hate to tell you, but... I don't, I don't want to be real sad. If they, like, at the last minute come up with some, like, TLC-adjacent stipulation where they can do some smoke and mirrors and hide what they're lacking, I would really appreciate that. Uh, straight up, just as a regular match. I don't know what this is going to look like, honestly. Like, I don't want to predict that it's going to be bad. I just don't know what it's going to be. Because the Bucks are the Hardys for, like, ten years yeah. later in succession, right? But... The Hardys can't be the version of the Hardys that the Bucks are copying. 
anymore. So it's it's a really strange dynamic. I know people want to see it. It's like a generational thing. And on the night, again, it'll be a special thing and everybody will see it for what it is. And all the people from a certain section of the fan base are going to be like, oh, look at the Young Bucks carrying people again. And I'm going to be like, you need a punch in the face. But it's also going to be really sad. Um, hate to say it, but Bucks are winning. I, I don't see any reason at all. Unless they're unless they're going to give the Hardys like one farewell run with the titles, there's no reason the Hardys win this. And that makes me sad. <laughs> I mean, I can definitely see this being Matt and Jeff's like last run. I don't see neither one like signing another long contract unless it's to be in creative. Oh yeah, no. Like they said, uh, they're gonna. They said like when they're done in AEW, they're done. But I'm saying like if that last run is going to con- in- include a short title run, uh, and they- and this sets them on the path to that. Then, yeah. then I could see them getting a win. Other than that, I don't see any reason why the fans would want or why AEW would want to give the Hardys the win over the Bucks, which is really sad, but it True. is what it is. Um, I think whatever it is will be good. I just don't quite know what we're going to get from this. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know what's going to bring the, uh, the temperature way back up, though, as far as tag team wrestling, though? Uh, that would be the triple threat. Yeah, it would. Oh, yes. Good old, our defending champions of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus, uh, Team Taz, Stroke Daddy, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. You were about to say Swerve Scott, weren't you? Shut up. (laughs) Oh, you can't use those names. Those are their slave names. Okay, here's the like and retweet that you wanted on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you. I I like all three teams. I don't have uh, I like this team, so they should win in this match. I think it's insane that I, on I, a... I am biased because I really want Team Taz to win because Ricky Starks is the fucking man. Oh, yeah, but he's already got a title, and if you follow Sasha Banks' logic, if you've already got one title, you shouldn't be going for another one. That takes the focus off. I'm going to walk out. Sorry. Sorry. Guys, go back one pod. You're going to see my Sasha Banks commentary. It's going to be fine. My thing with this is a, you know, you know, CM Punk always said, like, if I'm going to go to WrestleMania and lose, Undertaker's going to go away, and what am I going to do the next day? Right? Yeah. So, I'm saying... Swerve Scott and Lee get the titles because if they don't, I don't know what they do after Double or Nothing. There's a is weird... it because you want is it because you want to bask in his glory? No, I want to swerve in his glory. Greetings but and it's... salutations. Um, because anyway. it's whose house? Lee's house. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. There you go. Because here's the thing, Team Taz. I don't necessarily like this, but apparently the idea is Hook is slowly turning face, so we might get Starks and Hobbs versus Hookhausen, which will be very strange, and I think it'll be awesome because they'll, very... no, they'll be competing for the affections of Taz, who's like the least affectionate person in wrestling. 
I yeah. think that I think that'll be a funny story. I don't think it'll be good, but I think it'll be funny. Uh, Jurassic Express is working its way up to Jungle Boy having a feud with Christian after they split off, and then him starting his singles career, and hopefully they don't bury Luchasaurus in the process. So they're going to do that. Team Taz is going to do Team Taz stuff. Both of those teams, if they don't walk out with titles, have other things to do. Swerve and Lee don't. I think I could be wrong. But I think Swerve and Lee were put together as a team because they brought them in and everybody got all excited. And then they realized, okay, we don't have anything for these guys individually just yet. So let's just let them be a super over tag team. And if they're a super over tag team, let them be the tag team champions. Uh, the tag, the, the, the words into sentences. Here we go. The triple threat that we got on Dynamite uh, was awesome. Yes. But it but it kind of made me wish we had gotten the other match. Like, if they were going to sell the, the match for Sunday, I wish they had given us Hobbs versus Lee versus Luchasaurus. You, you, wanted, the big, you wanted the big men to fight. Yeah, I wanted the... With the what's the uh, Big E thing? Big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> Plus, I want them to do... Oh, yes. I want them to do something that tells me once they break up Jurassic Express, they're not just going to forget about Luchasaurus. Because he's gotten like I think it's I think it's gonna be kind of hard to forget about Luchasaurus though. Yeah, but what do they do with him though? Like he works as part of a tag team because it's like, hey, here's Jungle Boy and his pet, so to speak. Not not literally, but like you kind of get what I, I mean. I thought that was Marco Stunt. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, but Marco Stunt grew a couple feet and became Canadian. Uh, what? <laughs> what? He turned into Christian Cage. I thought you were talking about uh, Speedball, but okay. Oh, uh, no. Hey, Speedball and Veda Scott just got married, so congratulations to them. Um, that's okay. I want to go on a Canadian kick for a second. Did I tell you what the main event of Slammiversary is? Let me guess. Uh, something about Destiny, and you've seen them at Destiny. Check well, out Spaz Phoenix bucket list. Well, technically, yes, because their champion is Josh Alexander, who's also our champion. But no, it's Canada versus Canada in the main event of Slammiversary. It's uh, Josh Alexander versus Eric Young. Oh, nice. Yeah, not what I would have predicted at all. Like, when if you had asked me, like, who do I think is going to face him at the 20th anniversary show? But I don't hate it, and the rest okay. of the card looks... The rest of the card looks really good. And they're doing a female uh, uh, queen, uh, queen of the Mountain match, first one ever. So nice. it's going to be interesting, 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 interesting. Um, maybe they'll put the title on somebody that deserves it. <clears throat> Gianna Perrazzo. It was cool to see Gianna Perrazzo on Dynamite. I meant to mention that earlier as well in the when we were talking about the ROH stuff. Gianna Perrazzo so you, in front of an audience the size that she deserves was a really cool right. thing, even though she lost and was robbed by Mercedes Martinez. But that's okay. Don't worry about it. We don't need to talk about it. Um... So, getting back on track, because it's tired in here, I'm going with Swerve and Lee, you're going with Team Taz, yes. neither one of us is going for the current champions. <sighs> no. Uh, and the worst part is, I love Jungle Express, and Jurassic I could Express. care less about their tower run. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Well, you know what it is, though? And I'm glad you said that, because you, you reminded me of a point that I wanted to make earlier. This doesn't feel like a title match. This no. fe- this it feels feel- like no, but this to me, and it might just be the way it was thrown together. This to me feels like AEW wanted to do Team Taz versus Swerve and Lee, 
but they wanted to make it more important, so they threw the titles in there. And when they threw the titles in there, they had to throw the champions in there. Right. Like they feel like they feel like the third wheel in their own title defense, which is not helpful and is not the only time right. I'm going to say that tonight either. Um, but it is going to be fucking amazing though. Like the as much as I was shitting on this week's dynamite, that triple threat match was awesome. Like the the top rope poison rana landing on the feet. Yeah. Uh, you don't just get up and do that every day. Not unless your uh, name is Swerve Strickland and Ricky Sarks. Yeah. And Jungle Boy. And the thing is, like, three, four years down the road, we're going to be seeing Jungle Boy with the big belt. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and you you can see it. In the next five years, for sure. What's funny, though, is you look at Jungle Boy, and I'm I'm not saying anything that other people haven't said various versions of already, but you can see it happening, but just as clearly you can see that it's not happening now. And I think that's pretty cool, because it's like, you've got the stuff to enjoy now, and you've got the stuff to look forward to. Which right. is something, which is a statement that you can make about AEW overall, for the most part. Um, MJF Wardlow, I think we, I think you and I talk about this a lot, just while we're watching Dynamite. It's good, but... It, 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 has, it has ran its course... Uh, MJF has made Warlow go through the tree of woe of uh, g- gauntlet gauntlet of uh, mena- menagerie to face him, uh, like he does every opponent. <clears throat> uh, he did it to Jericho. He did it to Punk. He's doing it to Warlow. Warlow. Uh, My issue with this is the same as it was a couple months ago. It's the same as it was. Like, while MJF was in other feuds and people were talking about the Wardlow thing, and it's the same now, respect to both guys, right? Because I like Wardlow for what he is, and MJF is fucking yeah. awesome. You know, uh, he's moving to WWE in 2024. It's going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> but I'm still going to say now what I said to you a couple months ago. This feud thinks it's Triple H and Batista. And it's not. No, not not even close. Like, and and that's not that's not a dig at either guy. That's not that either guy hasn't put like their full back into it. Um, but all, all the things like we've told so many stories about the ring. Like we've just we've put that belt in MJF's hand and it's like, okay, MJF likes to whip people and this time it's Wardlow. The whole, like, the list of trials. Didn't it start with uh, Cody Rhodes? And then CM Punk and then Jericho. Like, it's just, this is the thing that he does rather than rather than this is something specific to MJF and Wardlow. It's just, this is what MJF does and this time he's doing it to Wardlow. And I think I said it to you uh, off recording the other thing that really hurts this is the last feud that MJF had was the feud with CM Punk. And if you put those two feuds yeah. up against each other, this one doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. And the other thing about it is, as good as it's going to be, and it is going to be good, and it's going to be cathartic, and the big guy is finally going to be unleashed, and um, he's finally going to get his contract, and everything's going to be fine and wonderful, right? Here's the deal. People love to hate MJF. But in order for people to love to hate MJF, MJF needs to succeed so that they can hate him for succeeding. 
he needs to go into Dynamite next week and brag about him being the reason that Wardlow doesn't have a job anymore. People want to do that. People want to boo him for winning. They yeah. don't, like, it's almost more cathartic than him getting his comeuppance. And you can't, like, him and him and Britt Baker are the most popular heels, I think, out there right now. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you're going to cheer, you're going to, everybody's going to play their role in the audience, and they're going to cheer for Wardlow because MJF is being such a good heel, he should get his comeuppance, but you kind of don't want him to get his comeuppance because you kind of want to hear that dickhead victory speech on Wednesday. I can agree with that. The uh, the other thing, um, and this was not my idea, I got to give credit to Michael Hamflit from What Culture, you know, the good Michael from what culture uh, I think he mentioned on their preview earlier today that I was listening to the that they keep the it's not that like if you lose you don't get to wrestle again it's if you lose you will never sign an AEW contract well Tony Khan owns another company yeah and that's what I was thinking too yeah like Tony Khan is getting to the point where he can move somebody from Raw to Smackdown <laughs> and that's gonna be a thing I mean, the, there's no brand split, so it's fine. Uh, sure, there is. There's Tony. There's Tony Khan Enterprises, and one show is AEW, and one show is ROH. It's TKW. It's Tony Khan Wrestling. <laughs> AEW and ROH are just the brands, and then they're going to get rid of the brand split, and then the champion is going to be like the one with elite honor championship. <laughs> goodness uh so you're picking mjf i'm picking mjf because it's a it's a more fun story but the story that they're actually telling should tell us that the good guy wins in the end right like the story that makes sense is not the story that's fun and i think i think that's part of the problem Like, when you had Batista and Triple H, and yes, I'm going to keep using that as the example, Triple H had succeeded in everything. He had Intercontinental Championships under his belt already. I think he had Tag Team Belts under his belt at that point. I think he had World Titles around his mm-hmm. waist at that point. Like, he like he had stuff to lose. Like, MJF won the beautiful Diamond Ring, but it just became, like, his accessory. Like, it was, like MJF hasn't won a title. Correct. Um... So I don't, as awesome as he is, and as much as people enjoy him, you're not taking him down from the same kind of mountaintop, and that's why, that's why I use the comparison of like it thinks it's Triple H and Batista, but it's not. It's better in some ways, and it's worse in some ways. And I will say one of the most brilliant things that they've done is the mock-up Dark Side of the Ring. That was that was pretty. Yes. That was pretty I, cool, I'm not going to lie. That made me pop, especially the part of, wait, is this for MJF? I'm not narrate, narrate, narrating for that asshole. Wait, how much is he paying? Okay, I'll do it. With fucking Jericho. Yes. Fucking amazing. Yeah, no, it's good. I I wish I was higher on it, because the ma- like I say again, the match itself is going to be good. It's just AEW, for the most part, does what makes sense. But this this time around, the thing that makes sense is not the most fun option. And I mean, if he, if Wardlow goes to ROH, that means eventually on a pay per view you're going to get Wardlow versus Brian Cage. Right. And I, I'm kind of down for that. 
I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, I'm saying MJF, you're saying Wardlow? Yes. Okay. As for what you think is going to happen, not necessarily what you want to happen. Correct. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. In the in the interest of saving time and in the interest of not blathering on about shit I don't care about, I'm going to sort of talk about the two women's championships at once. That's uh, Jade Cargill and Anna Jay can fuck off. I, and I like Anna Jay. You want so them to fuck off, what? Yeah. Jade Cargill and the yes. TBS title uh-huh. that, that nobody's going to beat her for because the world is the way it is can fuck off. Like, you could have just as easily switched this out and had uh, FTR on here doing the match that they did on Wednesday on this card. Like, they're they're using Anna Jay as the sacrificial lamb again in a match that nobody thinks she's going to win. And right. I think it's a gigantic waste of time and Jade Cargill can fuck off. I, I, I can agree. Now, combine that with a match that's going to be really good, but also we know who's going to win... Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb for the team, or for the uh, AEW Women's Championship. This match is going to be fucking amazing. Yes. But they're not putting that belt on Serena Deeb. <laughs> I don't think so either. I, I I love that like Serena Deeb's new character is she's like violent feminist Karen. <laughs> it works for her. It does. And it's not that the stuff that she says isn't true, but, like, she's yelling at Thunder Rosa, and she's mad at Thunder Rosa and Dusty Rhodes about the boob job that she had to get in WWE. Like, one of these things is not like the other. (laughs) I don't know what to do with it. It's, no, I feel bad, because she is an amazing wrestler. Like, she is, to use a WWE example, when they're trying to put somebody over... Who do they go to? They go to the old reliable people. They go to, like, your Cesaros. They go to your Dolph Ziggler's. Uh, before they have, well, they're not going to go to Cesaro anymore, but... Well, uh, no, yeah. but, no, but you know what I mean. Like, those particular roles. Like, if in other companies we say, oh, look at that guy. That guy's doing a lot of building for other people. He's being their Ziggler. Right. Like, Serena Deeb is awesome in that role. But she could have done... They could have built this up to a really, really, like, well-hyped dynamite on the way to Rosa defending against somebody that we thought might win. <laughs> I hate to say this because it sounds right. like I'm being such a dick to Serena Deeb, but, like, Thunder Rose is awesome. And, again, going back to the whole, like, what culture thing, when they were doing all their interviews in uh, at Wrestle over WrestleMania weekend, she actually interviewed Simon Miller on her, on her taco vlog video thing. She made him eat tacos, and then his head got really shiny. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. Um, but here's the problem, and this is why I'm talking about the two matches together. Like, Jade versus Anna Jay isn't in any doubt. Rosa versus Deeb is going to be a great match, but it's not really in any doubt. Because everybody that I want to see going for those two titles is involved in the Owen. Yes. Give me Britt Baker. Give me Tony Storm. Give me uh, Ruby Soho. Give me Chris Statlander going after either of these belts. Any other pay-per-view, that's what would be happening, right? But all the people that I would be really, really interested in are all in the tournament. And it's not like um, like Tony Storm lost this week, so she's out. But you couldn't have like a semifinalist from the tournament then go on to like lose the semifinal match and then go on to get a title shot with like three days' notice. Because A, there's no notice, and B, how do you justify it? She just lost her last match on TV. 
but right, exactly. It's like whoever whoever loses out of Soho and Statlander, that just means they're not going to be on the card because what else are you going to do with them? Unless there's some random like if Soho wins, and because Soho won, we get Statlander and Tony Storm in like some random exhibition match on the card. It's not going to hurt my feelings, but it's also not going to feel like it matters. It's like like it's a race to the bottom. Like who like you both lost, but who's the bigger loser? Not who's the winner out of the losers. Right, exactly. But like like I say, Rosa Deeb is going to be good with a predictable result. Uh, Jade Cargill versus Anna J has Jade Cargill in it, so. Right. I mean, sorry, Anna. I mean, I wish I wish you could win it, but we know that's not going to happen. Yep. Maybe go out and get a tan. So, oops, oops, did I say that out loud? Car- Cargo wins it. Um, Rosa wins it. Yep. Both both women both women retain. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they do these two back-to-back. Because they, they got to know that neither one of these matches has been built that well. One, I think one of them will be... I think Rosa will be semi-main. But then they'll make... Uh, I feel okay maybe with that. Maybe not semi-main, but third, like third, third to last ish. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, make, I, I, they will give, uh, they will give Jade either she's gonna open or be like second match on a card. I was gonna say I, if I was to take a guess, I think either the tag title match or Bucks versus Hardys is gonna open. Bucks they, versus Hardys definitely. Yeah. Because you got two, put, you got two and teams. Then they'll that, put Jade. Yeah, they'll put Jade right after and that. the second uh, to cool the uh, uh, crowd down. Yeah, because the way the Bucks were like the opening match for like every Dynamite forever for a while there, uh, and the Hardys used to play that role in WWE back when they were younger, uh, kind of makes sense that they would they would lead off. I wouldn't mind though if we're going to talk about structure. I wouldn't mind if they went men's Owen, women's Owen main event, just to yeah. Just to make it, just to make sure that the Owen tournament doesn't feel like something they're just getting out of the way. Well, that and with the winner of the men's uh, tournament, I feel like would be coming out to try to challenge for the uh, men's title after that. Uh, after the winner is the uh, declared. Uh, I have thoughts about that, but we'll get we'll get to that when we get to it. The uh, speaking of the Owen, let's talk about the men's Owen. Final, uh, Adam Cole, Bebe versus Samoa Joe. I would like to say it's really, really nice for them to uh, hop in a time machine and let the good version of NXT sponsor the uh, final of the Owen. <laughs> right. Uh, no, but like, there's no way this match doesn't bang. Oh, this match is going to be amazing. I mean, I, in all honesty, watching last night, I was slightly hoping it would be Kyle to win because I would love to watch the rehash of Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. But they did it so much in NXT before they left. Yeah. Like, like so much. It was good though. It was, but then they just did it so much. Yeah. And plus like undisputed elite, like if there's going to be a a friction between the undisputed elite, it's going to be between the two tag teams. It's not going to be with Adam Cole. I don't think. Uh-oh. I just hope that the whole Jay Lethal thing that, like I say, I'm kind of okay with doesn't interfere in this match. Because, like, you're doing the Owen, it's it the does, first... Though. What? I think it will. 
I really hope not. Like, if this was our, if the Owen was already an established thing, then I'd be like, okay, like, hey, it's got this big long lineage. How dare you take this away from somebody? But like, they're establishing this as a thing for the first time. So I think you have yeah. to look at endings like that a little differently. Like, ba- like uh, Britt Baker has, like, her friends and what are with uh, Jamie Hayter and Reba Not Rebel, Rebel Not Reba. But I don't think you bring them in for the end of the Owen tournament. I could be wrong. I could be entirely wrong. If they do go that way, I'm going to be really disappointed. Not going to lie. Like, if they do that, then the result doesn't matter anymore. Um, right. You got you got to believe that uh, Martha's going to be there to present the belts as well, which is which is interesting because I think at one point AEW were trying to get Brett and then WWE re-signed him to his to his WWE like Legends deal. So it's interesting. It's kind of unfortunate that Brett can't be there. I I wouldn't assume that he would be there if he's under a Legends contract, but um, I don't know. Um, if I'm going to go personal bias, I'm going to say Cole, but... I'm going to say Cole, too. Yeah. I feel like I want Cole to win, but Joe should win. And yeah. I can't And I can't really justify either one. Like, I don't want Cole's guys getting involved. I don't want the guys that are fucking with Joe to get involved. Um, there's an argument to be made that if Joe's, like, slowly coming to the end of his run because you know like he said himself like he doesn't know how much longer he's going to be going like winning the owen might be like one part of his winding down whether whereas adam cole if he wins like he could win the owen and then he could go off and like become the champion afterwards and then the next time they're promoting the owen it's like oh well adam cole won it last year and look how far it propelled him like do you want the person that won the owen for it to be the end of something or do you want it to be the beginning of something i think that's the argument and i don't know which one like I say, especially for the first one, like the first one of anything is always going to have sen- sentimental value. I don't know which way you want to go, so I'm going to default to like just my bias, which is Adam Cole, baby. I can agree with that. And Joe, and if and if it is Adam Cole going over, Joe will make him look like a million bucks as well. Oh, absolutely. Because um, Joe eventually will go off and do stuff with his. That's the other thing, too. Like, Joe has the ROH title. We were talking about them not necessarily being featured recently. But, again, like what I was saying with the tag match, it's like, okay, if he loses, he's got a title to go defend. If Adam Cole loses, he's got, like, friends that are tag teams to keep from fighting each other. Yay! Yay! Okay. we got one more match to talk about before the main. Yes. And I'm going to say, right... House of Black. Yep. Death Triangle. Yep. I'm fucking dead up for this, man. <laughs> <laughs> this so is, there, there will be blood in this match. I'm guessing. The, 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 uh, the, 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 this is this this match is all my shit. Mm-hmm. Like all the whole like Malachi Black coming out and talking bullshit and having sort of like a silent sidekick, and then much like Tony Storm in the Judgment Day. Buddy Murphy coming out trying to talk some spooky bollocks in the Australian accent that doesn't fit at all. So it's great. And then on the other side of the coin, you've got Ray Phoenix, who's my hero because he defeated the walking armband and his last name is Phoenix, and that made me smile. You've got Pac, who's Pac, 
you've got the Lucha Taker, and you've got Alex, <laughs> Alex Abrihenta in, in a really bad Dracula costume. I'm Give me all this. It. Give me all this. I'm fucking dead up for this, man. It's it's. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't care who wins. Just just surprise me at the last minute and tell me that Darby Allen is the referee. There you go. Like that's there it. it. Is. <laughs> or oh, imagine if the referee was Bray Wyatt. Ooh, I'm not saying that that's going to happen before people freak out in the comment section. So instead of the fiend, it's gonna be the bean. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Why? 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 Friggin' friggin' fucking lucha taker coming out there with the tombstone with the big poker chip in it. It's gonna be the flat the flat fuck. Oh no. <laughs> why why did you have to bring up the flat fuck? <laughs> well, People that don't listen to what culture are like, what the fuck are they talking about? What watch Look, if you made it this far in this show, uh, and you don't watch What Culture, one, why? Two, uh, just watch literally today's episode because it's Friday and the flat fuck will be here on a Friday. Yep. Fucking fiend. <laughs> <laughs> the flat fuck and the fucking fiend. Oh, where's my microphone? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, if only they didn't have Sidgwick, they'd be perfect. Right? <laughs> but no, like, Death Triangle is so good. And then, like, what's his name? Ray Phoenix comes back, beats the walking armband, which was fucking amazing. And, like, if if Penta is, like, being Penta Dark, did Ray Phoenix come back as, like, Penta Light? <laughs> Remember when uh, there was... He came back... He came back as, uh... What's called, uh... Penta, uh... Penta the... Uh... Penta the Grey... And now he's gonna be the pen to the uh pen to the white, yes. Oh no. I was thinking more of like remember like blue Sinkara and black Sinkara? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except without the botches. I just or, like or here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like I love all the stupid shit, right? Like we've been de- we've been down the list before. Give me the Undertaker, give me the Boogeyman, give me Malachi Black, give me uh Kevin Thorne, give me Mordecai Give me Abaddon. Give me all the members of DK. Give me... Gangrel? Yes. Oh, 100% Gangrel. 100% Gangrel. Give me the Brood back in the day. Give me the shit that Edge is doing right now with the Judgment Day. All of that shit, right? And... His weird-ass haircut. Oh, my God. <laughs> Edge got Rhea Ripley's haircut. Like, yeah. that's That's literally what happened. <laughs> but no, give me all that shit. Give me... Like I say, give me Malachi Black with his, like, eye that keeps getting more and more infected because he's got the grayscale. It's fine. Um, give me, like, Buddy Murphy being an Australian goth. Give me Brody King just being, like, bigger Malachi Black. Give me the Lucha Taker. Give me Alex Abrahantes in his in his best Dracula costume. Give me all of that. But then, all of that aside, this match is going to fucking bang as well. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a... This match has potential to steal the entire show. Oh, yeah, 100%. This is, like, low-key, high-key, like, the match I'm most looking forward to. Yeah. Partially because it's going to annoy everybody, and that that is that is a true fact. I, I don't even care. I'm not even going to pick a winner because it's going to be fun, no, no matter it, what. No, you, no, no, Guapo, you know who wins? Us. We, we win. We win. We win. The fans. The, the fans win it. The, the provocateurs of spooky bollocks. We win. 
yeah, so that's that. I that that needs to be the main event. Fuck it. No, because, no, it doesn't. Because you know why? No, no. It's time oh. for the main oh. event. No, no, no. Well, looks like we've had enough talk. <laughs> But you know, you know, you know where that quote is from, though, don't you? It's from Rampage, uh, baby. Yeah. Rampage. Anyways, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and here's the. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say something really quick. Oh God. I'm gonna say something really quick, and then I'm gonna let you talk about the match, all right? Fuck. You make me talk. CM Punk versus Hangman Page. Guapo. Yes. I wish I gave a shit. <laughs> I really do. Because oh, here, here's my question for you. Just in the past two weeks, who the fuck is Hangman Page? Uh, he is he is the Hangman. He's cowboy shit. No, in the past two weeks, though, what the fuck have they done with him? Like, what's he bitching I, about? I, I got nothing. He's digging honestly. at CM Punk for being a guy that sticks up for workers in wrestling. Yeah, like he's he's trying to pull a pipe bomb and he's like, oh, when I see you, I want to drop a pipe bomb in your lap, but I don't because that's what you would do. I'm like, then why did you say it? Like, why are you here, man? He can't. Nobody came out with a whole lot of anger and like never really fully explained what he was angry about. (laughs) And Punk's just like gaslighting him the whole time. I'm like, dude, I just want my title shot. Like, fuck off. Like, it's so, like, he's doing a lot by not doing anything, CM Punk. Like, yes. Punk, Punk's a great Punk's a great promo. He can cut a great promo, whatever. But there's certain moments where because he's such a great promo, he's more effective by saying almost nothing. Like, just repeatedly right. being like, "What, dude, what the fuck is your deal? <laughs> like, we're going to have a match. It's fine. But, he said, but the whole thing this week where he's like, I'm going to protect AEW from you. It's like, okay. In all reality, AEW is a brand new company that's probably getting a lot of spotlight from the general public because it has CM Punk in it. You're not wrong. Uh, I mean, this match is essentially going to be the horse tranquilizer versus the CPAC. Oh, no. Which which will work better. Uh... Punk better win this, man. Yeah, Punk wins it. I uh, And I hate to say it because I, I love Hangman. I want, like, here's the thing, before they went this weird direction, like, they made him all of a sudden into a dickhead just to face CM Punk, right? I want to like Hangman Page. It's not like before when, like, I didn't give a shit about him either way. Like, I genuinely want to like him. I want to give a shit about him. I want to give a shit about him as champion. None of these things are really happening right now. But what's the annoying thing about this is anybody I talk, other than you and me, because you and me can have relatively normal conversations, but you go out on Twitter, and there's my first mistake. But it's like, why should I, like, objectively, why should I give a fuck about Hangman Page? Well, because him and Omega had, like, the the best story so far in the history of AEW. No, they didn't. They were a tag team for a bit, and then they had a match, and, and, uh, Hangman lost. And then he went off with some jobbers and drank for a while and knocked up his wife. He came back, they had another match, he won. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and all of a sudden he's a badass because he's facing CM Punk. And 
the fact that Punk can do so much by just, like, letting him ramble on, letting the crowd realize he makes no fucking sense. And, I'm, like, I'm sure there's there's creative minds behind this, so I'm kind of blaming them, too. It's not, it doesn't all fall on his shoulders, obviously, but, like, I see Punk versus Hangman on the marquee, and my immediate thought is, like, okay, cool, who do I want to see Punk defend against that will actually be fun? Uh, I want to see him defend against Hangman. I want to see Punk defend against Moxley. I want to see us get around to Punk versus Danielson. Hell, he's not my favorite person in the world, but fucking Omega. Put Omega in there with Punk. At least I have an opinion of Omega. It's not always positive, but, like, positive or negative, like, if you put Punk and Omega in in a ring together, like, I'm gonna give more of a shit. (laughs) Yes. But it's like, if you tell me that we're getting Hangman versus Punk, and my immediate thought is, okay, who else can I put in the ring with Punk? Somebody's missing something. I... Punk better win this, man. Yes. And the thing is, like, normally I say that, and I'm sort of sitting on an island. Like, I've I've been all over Twitter, and other people are picking up on sort of the same thing, like... Even people that are fans of Hangman, it's like, oh, well, I like Hangman, but like, what, have they, what are they doing with him in this past couple of weeks and whatever? The problem with this is, and this is where I think it's going to fall down on the night, AEW is pretty old school with wrestling. Their, their title match is going to be their main event. Yeah. After so much other fun shit, after people spew their hate at... You know, Sammy and Tay, after they have their, like, meme wrestling moment with Hookhausen, where they have the, the sort of the emotional aspect of, like, the winners of the 2-0 and Hart tournaments, when you get the big bombastic fun of the anarchy in the arena thing, when you get the generational nostalgia thing of the Bucks versus the Hardys, when you get the high-flying and powerful triple threat match for the tag team championships, when you get this big long-term story that's not quite Triple H and, and Batista with MJF and Wardlow, when you have some sort of middling women's title matches when you have Cole versus Joe, when you have the highlight of the night, the House of Black, taking on the Death Triangle. If this match doesn't bang and they don't do anything to change people's minds about not really giving a shit about this this match, people by the end of the of a AEW pay-per-view are going to be exhausted. And I, th- like, as crazy as this is for me to say, and I know people are not going to agree with me in the comment section, it's fine. Find me at Spaz Phoenix. It's all good. This match could play out to silence because the crowd could be the crowd could be exhausted. And unless you have a popper at the end, that exhaustion is going to start to show. Absolutely. And if the exhaustion shows and the person that's causing the exhaustion ends up winning, I think you end on a flat fart. Correct. And then you are going to be needing to open that next Wednesday on the fucking remnants and another fucking stale fart. Because at some point, somebody's got to take that title off a page. Of course. See, here's the only way they do it, and I, I'm I'm sort of saying this either way. Even if even if Punk wins, I th- I still think the match is going to play out to a bit of silence. The way you leave this match on a high note, and I I don't I'm not a fan of like book this main event to get to the next main event. Like a, a main event should stand yeah. up on its own. But they've got a pretty unique thing coming up 
in the next couple of weeks with the open door thing. So whoever yeah. wins the main title could then perceivably be jumped by somebody from New Japan. Now, they had uh, Jeff Cobb and the other guy in the matching tights, whatever, come out on, on Dynamite and attack FTR. And yeah. that was the first little bit of, if we're, if you want to call it the invasion, I'm not calling it that, but you know what I mean. If they want to do something in the main event that really, really kicks off the AEW versus New Japan so, so that we get the ball rolling for that, then you go, then no matter how bad the main event is, you still go into Dynamite with a, with a hot angle, with a hot talking piece. But that's something that should cap off an awesome main event. That shouldn't be something that's out sent out there to save a middling main event. Anyways, long ass ramble. Um like I say, I'm not I'm not out here to throw barbs at Hangman Page. I'm really not. I just wish I cared more. And because I don't, it makes me think that he maybe shouldn't have the belt right now. And that it should go on Punk, who's a proven CM Punk. Who's CM a proven commodity Punk. and who's CM awesome. CM Punk. Yes. And I think you should come out to the ROH entrance again, because that was really fucking cool at Revolution. I'd be okay with it. Yeah. I think I said, uh, I don't know whether we were recording or not when I said this, because we've been talking for a long time now, but if Punk becomes the wrestler that has, like, a totally separate, like, pay-per-view entrance, I think that's a pretty unique thing, and I don't think anybody's ever done that before. Like, Mankind was pretty unique in the sense that when he was, like, the old deranged character, he had... The, uh, like, the really, really, like, sad music that prelated him out to the ring, but if he won, he left the ring to, like, really happy music, and that was pretty unique. Yeah. So now if you make CM Punk this character that has a completely separate pay-per-view entrance, especially on the night that he could potentially become champion, I think that could be a pretty unique thing, and CM Punk's a good person to put a unique thing on. It's tired in here, yes. Guapo. What else you gotta say? I'm very tired. Um. It's been fun. <laughs> Don't forget to spade new your pets. Oh no. Oh no. Find me on Twitter, at Guapo underscore five oh four. I don't tweet, but you know what? I might. Maybe. Yeah. Probably not. And we're gonna get Guapo on more because we gotta talk about Slammiversary and we gotta talk about uh, the open rotating door gimmick thing. Yes. And at some point next week I'll be up here to talk about Hell in the Cell and Guapo won't be because he's smarter than me. <laughs> Anyways, I've been Spaz, he's been Guapo. This time around, we are indeed your AEW reality check. Subscribe up there, talk down there, start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later. But for right now, me, Senor Guapo, are tagging out. Bye, guys. Adios, Mr.